It's our fourth anniversary. This week, we celebrate the things we're grateful for. We also talk about how we can unwind and undo some of the damage that maybe some veterinary influencers are doing out there. And finally, we talk about feeling gratitude this Thanksgiving, this week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And for four years, every week, we've been worming our way into your ear holes. So thank you so much for that. This week, we're going to celebrate that anniversary, tell you what we're grateful for this Thanksgiving and holiday season, talk about some of the damage and what we can do to maybe avoid and maybe even walk back some of these veterinary influencers that we're concerned about that we talked about last week that kicked off a lot of online discussion. And finally, we're going to share with you what we're doing for the holidays. But before we get into all of that and more, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And happy anniversary. What'd you get me? Is it like oh. paper for oh. a four-year? <laughs> I don't know the traditional. Ernie, I got uh, some paper. I've got a pen right you here said? from Vertical Vet. Oh, Elevate cool. your practice. It's a pen, and I, it's really valuable, I think. <laughs> so, no. Becky, can you believe it's four years every you know, Wednesday? Wednesday. One of those things where I'm like, has it only been four years? And has it already been four years? Because I mean, it has been such a passion project for us. And um, the idea that we have come up with uh, 200 and some odd conversations, 300 conversations uh, is actually really pretty phenomenal. And more than anything, I'm grateful y'all are still listening to us four years later. <laughs> yeah, it really is, viewfinders. I mean, there. this is episode 208. I know there's been a couple of little addendums here and there, so it's probably like 210 or whatever. But the reality is without you listening, without you giving us your feedback, and we're going to get into that in just a second because last week we got a lot of feedback on our yeah, Veterinary Influencers podcast. But without you doing that, we wouldn't do this. Now, it is true, Becky and I probably still would record the podcast just to talk to each other. <laughs> put it out there. But we just are so grateful for the thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of downloads, quite frankly, every month that uh, you continue to to listen. And so what we hope, I think, Becky, is that we're sparking some positive changes out there. We're catalyzing some conversations that need to be had. And finally, maybe, just maybe, you know, we're, we're impacting the profession. Oh, there's nothing better, honestly, because, you know, those big fat paychecks we're cashing in doing this <laughs> podcast. Those are great. But other than that, um, you know, it, it, honestly, it's not even about getting paid because we love this so much. But the biggest reward is when I have colleagues either share the podcast um, or reach out to me and say, I really needed the content today or what you said today really hit me or you know, any of the compliments we get or even maybe, um, you know, pushback. Sometimes people will say, I would argue this or I feel like you left out this point. And because of that, I feel like we've created a pretty strong, trusting community that we can have these, you know, these hard conversations that we bring to the table and comfortably debate back and forth on a weekly basis. And um, I would love to think that we are helping people feel a little bit better about courageous conversations and, and bringing to mind just sort of some points that they may or may not have considered 
to to voice our concerns and to voice our passions. Yeah, and and I think that's really well said, Becky. I, for me, you know, part of the whole impetus of doing this was to to broach those topics that we just don't often feel comfortable talking about with our colleagues and our coworkers and and so forth. And so, you know, I, I kind of like uh, may, I view us as like your your best friend, you know, that you can tell anything to, and we just happen to be talking about things in the veterinary profession. And so, you know, yeah, sometimes it's uncomfortable, but we are always doing it with this purest intent to try to make things better. And honestly, you know, Becky, if we didn't care so much, we wouldn't be having these conversations. You know, sometimes it's the critics out there. And look, we are, we know we're critical of certain aspects of the profession. We're only critical, Becky, I think, because we love it so much and we just want it to be better. Sure. And I mean, I think the things that we are, we uplift and the things that we criticize are again from points of passion. And from the idea of doing better. And again, we're always open to that kind of other side of the conversation. A lot of times we bring on the other side of the conversation, right? right? We've had some really 360 degree conversations about some tough topics. And um, I think that is, again, for my opportunity to be, you know, I don't even want to say a voice because it's such a big responsibility, but to speak on behalf of what I know and feel as a veterinary technician in this industry is a, is a ginormous responsibility and honor. Um, and that, you know, I know my opinions and values are not always aligned with others, but I do the best I can. And I think you and I both do the best we can to represent a really pure um, conversation from a point of our industry really needing to have it. Yeah. And I think, too, the other unique perspective, we've both done a lot of different things within the profession, private practice, owning practices, running practices, managing practices, working in industry, starting companies. I mean, we've really touched on so many different facets, which gives us a little different perspective sometimes. The other thing is, Becky, let's face it, we're both kind of rural people. I mean, I grew up in a you know small town in southwest Georgia. You know, I live in a very small town. <laughs> on the coast of North Carolina. I mean, you have similar sort of small town background, which I think connects us with a lot of America in a way that sometimes the big city folks just can't quite get there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it, it's true. And the thing is, is that we, there is such a diverse population of clientele, right? Like if you work for Prada, you, <laughs> your clientele <laughs> is your clientele. And, um, you know, as veterinary professionals, we really have to encompass a large variety of clientele. And so um, I think we work really hard to help people have the tools to do that and to realize, honestly, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. Yeah. And so, again, viewfinders, thank you so much. Episode 208, four years in the books. We couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't do it without you. And we're just grateful for that. And that kind of leads us to the next part of today's conversation. I mean, this is Thanksgiving. You should be giving thanks. And Becky... This year, I think a lot of people are having to dig extra deep to find something they're thankful for. I mean, we're in a global pandemic. The economy is kind of shaky. I mean, people are sick and dying. I mean, this one's tough. Yeah, it's it's well, again, you know, um, it's perspective. And I think you're right. We have to dig a little deeper this year to find the joy and um you know, it might it might be really hard. I, this is a this is a tough one. I know so many people who are, you know, missing their family so bad. I you know you see on the news people going to the airport because they're just like, look, I just miss my family. I want to hug my grandmother again before she dies because they don't know if I'm going to get to. And um, boy, I I just these are some real, real, real issues we need to to be 
concerned and sympathetic about with our colleagues. Yeah, and 250,000 Americans are dead as of this date. And that means there's a lot of empty seats at Thanksgiving tables all around the country. And yeah, it's tough to dig deep. But I think at the end of the day, we have to try to find those things we're grateful for. Because I mean, really, you know, you have a choice, right? (laughs) Always in life. It's like, try to find something good, or you can just kind of commiserate with the bad. And, And for me, I think maybe Thanksgiving, maybe if you're listening to this as you're going somewhere or about to get ready, you know, to do something, even if it's virtual, you know, maybe just try to sit back and reflect on whatever it is good in your life. Because, you know, um, I, I think I know I've shared with you, Becky, and I know I've probably shared with the viewfinders before, but, you know, I, I stumbled upon my simple gratitude practice, you know, 30 years ago. I mean, I was, you know, very young uh, in, college, in vet school, really, when I started doing this. And, you know, All I do every morning before I wake up, and now, of course, it's doubly important that you don't reach over and grab your cell phone, but all I do before I open my eyes is two simple things. The first thing is I think about on a memory that I cherish, something that I'm grateful for that happened in the past, right? And so a lot of times these days, it's something like when my children were children. They were young, not all grown and gone off to college. So I think back on something that I'm really grateful for that happened in my life. And then... I flip right over and I say, what's the one thing? What is one thing that I'm grateful that I get to do today? And sometimes it's like this morning, I got to go for a run. I was like, you know, gosh, I'm 54 years old and I'm healthy enough to be able to just go knock out an hour run and not even think about it, right? So like even finding those little things to start your day, as I say, tilted towards optimism, maybe that can help you out during this holiday season. If you are feeling a little down and low, just take that quick 30 seconds, you know, to say, Hey, here's something that happened to me in the past. I'm grateful for, Hey, here's something I'm looking forward for to today. And maybe that'll help tilt you towards optimism. I don't know, Becky, that's, that's how I get through it sometimes. I think one of the biggest <laughs> misconceptions about self-care, optimism, pop, optimism, positivity, optimism, yes. optimism is a lot of those. Um, I think, I think some people are more predisposed to certain types of thinking, but I think a lot of people think that positive people just wake up positive every morning. They go through their life positive. They're not bothered when someone's a jerk to them. They're, you know, um, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, it's not it. I mean, no. I get really mad. <laughs> I get really hurt. I cry, but I, I try to stay really, really positive about things. And like you say, tilt toward optimism. And I guess my point is just that self-care does not show up on your front door. Optimism does not necessarily show up on your front door. Um, it, it is a train of thought. It is an effort. It is a mental exercise. And I think it's so important for people to know that effort is required and that there is this is no way just something that like, pops into our daily life we build it yeah yeah it's it's fortitude it's resilience it's strength and it all requires training and practice and and that's really you know at this point in my life like i think if i didn't have a lot of these habits established i wouldn't be as strong as you know i am today so that's that's good obviously none of us are bulletproof and like you said there are days when you just kind of want to scream as loudly as you can at the world But, you know, if you've kind of built these coping mechanisms in place, you kind of stifle the scream a little bit and you figure out how to spin that into a positive thing. The other thing, too, Becky, I think it's sometimes this whole self-care thing. You know, I've, I've waxed on this before on the podcast, but we tend to make it like, I think, more about luxuries, right? So it's like, well, I can't do self-care because I don't have time. I can't do self-care because it costs too much money. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast multiple times, but over the next few days during Thanksgiving in particular, 
take time to go for a 20 or 30 minute walk, you know, just be with yourself, be with the brisk wind, you know, feel the sunshine on your face, whatever it may be, but you've really got, that is self-care, right? You've got to make that time to get outside of yourself, outside of your normal thing. It's best if you can be outside, but regardless, you know, Becky, I think we're overcomplicating self-care. Sure. And I also, so number one, 100%. And the other thing is, I think some people think that self-care is entirely things that they enjoy doing. Right, right. And it isn't. Like, like, I do not drink enough water, okay? My Sprite Zero screams to me. And I know so many Diet Coke addicts. And like... I just look at my – I pay for water to be delivered to my house, okay, in a five-gallon container, multiple at a time. And I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and dump this out into my plants and get a Sprite. So (laughs) I pay a lot to water my plants. It's not true. I mean, and I have to to really work hard to – pick the right choice of water. Um, and I am just using that for an example of it's like, I don't really want the water, but it is self-care. It is taking care of myself. And so sometimes self-care is crap you don't want to do, but it is good for you. And I think we get into this thing where we don't think about how it makes us feel until we do it. And so it's like that whole, um, I like, uh, you know what I'm going to tell you is like, put, I I don't put away my clothes. I barely, (laughs) the only reason they get out of the dryer is my husband. He folds and puts them in a basket with 10 years of hope. I'll put them away. And I never do. But when I do, and I clean my closet, I'm like, Oh my God, this feels so good. Look at my closet. I know all the clothes I own. And so I think we forget how good it feels to do things until we get in it and do it. And we kind of have to remember that. And, you know, again, I know I'm monologuing here, but it's, it is breaking up those misnomers about self-care that it is fun and luxurious and massages and spotties and facials. You know, sometimes those are, are less self-care because you put yourself into debt over it or you miss work over it. So um, look at self-care from a, a lot of angles. Yeah. And then the final thing, uh, again, on the holidays as we come in, just don't overindulge too much because, you know, that also sets yourself up for a longer recovery. And so now you're actually, your body and your mind and even your spirit are trying to deal with the consequences of overindulgence. So maybe just back off on eating too much, drinking too much, staying up too late, really focus on what you can do to, you know, make yourself stronger. I don't know. I like that. Look, I like, you know, I like a nice wine. I like a nice scotch or Irish whiskey, but, you know, you have to really temper for that. And so I think sometimes during the holiday season, we tend to think of, hey, mm-hmm. all bets are off, you know, especially mm-hmm. around Christmas and New Year's uh, and, and Thanksgiving too. And so just maybe dial it back a little bit because I, I think, well, your body will thank you for me. So just I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it's true. And then you don't feel good about yourself, right? When you're like, I probably did not need to do all of that indulging. Um, you know, and I guess that kind of brings it back to just presence. So I think sometimes we miss the grateful moments. We, we miss the self-care moment. We, we miss the things that fill us up because we aren't totally present. And it just, we live in a social media suck world where you just get drawn into to comparisons and we are not very present in our own life on a day-to-day basis. And so it is taking that 30 to 40 minute walk, but it is also noticing, you know, the color changes on the way and, you know, um, whatever those beautiful little things are around you um, and, and being really present in the moment because it is so much easier to find gratitude when, you, when you're looking for it and, it and it becomes a habit to look for it, which automatically puts you more in 
in that space and in that moment and living for the moment, which I think is really important. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> and then finally today, because we we definitely want to be mindful of the holidays and get you guys on your merry way, uh, as, as we really sparked a lot of feedback with our, our podcast last week on the rise of veterinary influencers, controversies and opportunities. And, you know, I would say the vast majority of comments and messages that we received were positive. Obviously, a few people were like, hey, you know, I'm not so sure about that. But but really, I think we struck a chord, Becky. I mean, I think a lot of people, the feedback that that I saw most, and I think, you know, you can share some of, of your feedback as well, were basically along the lines of, I'm really glad that you brought this up. This needs to be talked about more. There are some people out there in our profession that we don't think are representing us in a professional fashion. They are putting some things out that we think are potentially problematic or even harmful in some instances. You know, they, they there seemed to be a lot of, of, of concern around, you know, hey, you know, yeah, are we becoming this kind of just in the pursuit of likes and social media influence and, and really forgetting that we are here to serve? Of pets, like I got, or animals, I got a lot of that. It was amazing. The whew, it was a lot. Um, first of all, there was a lot of gratitude for the content and the conversation, and and it's like you said, it was a little nerve wracking, and it was, I felt vulnerable in that conversation because, um, it seemed a little hypocritical, you know, like literally sitting on a podcast <laughs> with thousands, like you said, tens of thousands of downloads every month. But I forget people listen to it. I am not here. <laughs> when people say I love your podcast, I'm like, my podcast? You listen? Thank you so much. I get so tickled because I know we have listeners, because I, but I guess because we don't get to interact with them. It isn't the Facebook like hearts, 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 likes, 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 numbers, numbers, numbers. Like I don't see that as we're talking. So I'm not driven by that. Um, so forget that this has a broadcast outreach. And, you know, um, it is important. And I think people coming out and saying, hey, you have a responsibility. And yes, you might be thinking it. And yes, you might be feeling it. But does it need to be said? And, you know, like, you know, my, my dad used to always tell me growing up and, you know, before you say it, like, what good can it do and what harm can it do? And to really think about those two things before you're putting it out there. And I'll tell you, that was well before social media. So I think that that um, that responsibility is is a thousandfold now. Yeah, and and you know, viewfinders. I mean, I personally struggle with that that conversation, just like Becky, and you know, because I I didn't want to offend veterinary professionals. I didn't want to discourage people that were you know really you know trying to do some positive change out there. But I still wanted to urge caution and professionalism, and that's a tough balance sometimes. And so I think we probably nailed it mostly right. You know, uh, certainly uh, I've listened to it a couple of times and there are always going to be cringeworthy moments where you go, gosh, I wish I had said that differently. But, you know, the reality is we're, that's really what I think this podcast is all about. It's about talking about these things that probably don't get enough conversations. And then, you know, obviously that one sparked a lot of, a lot of, of, I think a lot of good, good motivations for out there. And Becky, I think one of the things about the veterinary influencer conversation in particular, uh, and it goes back, if you have not seen the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, I know we've talked about it a couple of times now on the podcast, but I really think it's worth your time. It's, it really shows you just how, dangerous, really, I think social media can be. And, and you know, they talk about how invasive, really, you know, the system has become. These algorithms are so sophisticated at figuring out our behaviors. And then what's, I think, most 
concerning is that they're nudging our behaviors. They're influencing our behaviors. They are, quite frankly, changing our behaviors in the way that these giant corporations want us to behave. And that means that we buy more of their stuff and we do what they ask and we watch their programs and we become little automatons, Becky. And that's really something we need to take note of. Yeah. And I think it's it's it, you don't even realize it, you know, you, you just don't. I mean, like I contour for a reason, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I, right. I was influenced to that. Podcasts are a thing for a reason because it got influenced. I mean, everything that we do is influenced by something, right? We're all getting where we're going on somebody else's shoulders and inventions and technology. So, I mean, yes. But it's it's understanding, you know, like I said, I think during the influence, there's, like, there's also like the cinnamon challenges and the pod, Tide Pod challenges that, you know, really challenge our, our, our comprehension of common sense. And so it's like you have to understand it, it, is, it is being played out both ways. And, I mean, you're either part of the solution or part of the problem. And, and of course, we're not rehashing last week's episode, right. but – um, these were a lot of the points that came out of the feedback we got. And and I think just one thing I really want to say is how much we appreciate the feedback that comes um, from this type of platform. You know, I mean, I know that sometimes I get feedback like on my personal accounts where I'm kind of like, yeah, your feedback isn't wanted here because this is my page and I do what I want. Right. <laughs> but like when I'm out here in this type of space trying to speak um, my my mind for my profession, I, I love that feedback. And so when you guys take a few minutes to reach out or share um, and, and without plugging, you know, the five stars and the, and the comments, it me- it actually really means a lot. It, it really does. And I think that maybe sometimes people don't understand the vacuum that we create this podcast in. Um, and that's good and bad. Uh, you know, uh, A, it's bad because, you know, we would love to be able to interact with people more openly. Like, and, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm sure that we could, <laughs> you know, but at the end yeah. of the day, we're also kind of like, we're not going to get sucked into it too deeply, right? Because yeah. that, that autonomy, that separation does, you know, keep, because Becky and I don't think of it as talking to thousands and thousands of, of our colleagues and, and friends. Right. We think of it as talking to each other every week on whatever, you know, is kind of popping on our on our on our lives. Uh, the other thing too, I think that that, you know, because we are remote, like this, that's that is a that we've always done it this way, Becky. I mean, for four years, you and I have been in different locations. Even though we live fairly close to each other, you know, we just it's more convenient. It just works. You're on the road, I'm on the road, whatever. You know, we've done it in a variety of places. You know, we've been airports, I've been evacuated from my home for hurricanes and floods. And, you know, we've done it all over the world, quite literally. Uh, And that remoteness also gives us, we interact in a different fashion. You know what I'm saying, Becky? It's like this conversation that you and I have is a different type of communication than we would have if you and I were sitting across each other, you know, having a coffee. Yeah, I think to some extent it is. I think over time it's grown and I think it's a little less opinionated, right? Like we do talk about our own personal opinions, but we also do try to bring in a lot of different sides of the argument rather than just sitting here, you know, blabbering on about what we just happen to think in life. I I guess we do a little bit, but you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) And we do kind of argue the other side and we we often pick topics that you and I don't agree on or align on completely so that we do get those conversations. But um you know, I think that is is an important part of what we do. Yeah, it is. And, th- and over four years, you know, you and I have, have grown much closer. It becomes a mind meld, so to speak. And, and I, I enjoy that. Uh, plus, the other thing, viewfinders, is that, you know, Becky is constantly like, you know, shuttling things 
to me. Like she's saying, hey, have you seen this? Did you read that? Were you aware of this? And that's that's also what we try to do with this podcast, I think, Becky, is to share some of those things that we are excited about, that we've run across or somebody has shared with us. Because, you know, let's face it, it's a great big veterinary world and, you know, it's easy to miss a new development. And we like to try to share the newest things that we think, hey, you need to hear about. Yeah, 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 that's exactly it, too. And then we want you to come back and say, here's what you need to hear about, because (laughs) that's part of it, too, is, uh, you know, you talk about this being in a vacuum, but how many of our listeners are performing veterinary medicine in a vacuum, Um, you know, that don't get to be part of big conferences, don't get to be part of higher level learning, you know, maybe are just associates and parents and siblings and, you know, they're just so weighed down that, like, what they get is a 30 minute podcast once a week on their way to work or, you know, what they're accessing from that level. So I feel like it's super important because again, I think to, to move the needle, to make the ripples, we've got to get out to the people who need it the most, who are those the most isolated. Yeah. So we just hope we're your friends in veterinary medicine that gets to talk about cool stuff every week with you. And then finally this week, you know, I, I just want to kind of touch on two things. One on the importance of giving back this this season. I think it's important to do that throughout the year, but obviously there's a focus during the holidays. And I want to highlight and get Becky's going to give us an update on what she's doing with the veterinary industry giving tree. I also want to kind of share with you a little bit about, you know, I know because many of you have been along for the ride for four years about our community Christmas tree lighting and parade that we've held now for 25 years. Becky, this is our 25th year hosting the Calabash Community Christmas Tree Lighting and Parade. And obviously with COVID, we couldn't do it. It's all shut down. But we got kind of creative and we're doing this Calabash Christmas cruise. And, you know, the outpouring of support in the community has just been overwhelming, Becky. And, you know, um, I just want to say if you're out there and you're worried about, like, how can you help or participate – get creative, just think outside the box this one year. I mean, we had huge plans, Becky, for our 25th anniversary. Big, big show was planned, big, bigger parade, you know. But yeah, we're now going to be cruising around, (laughs) having people go in their cars and drive down a little route. And we're going to have people dressed in, you know, snowman and Santa Claus will be on the fire. But, you know, and again, trying to raise money and and good. But um, so you can do it. And, And what's remarkable is that you saw a need. You said, you know what? you know what? We give a lot. I mean, our, ours is focused on children and needy seniors in my little community. But you said, you know what? Nobody ever talks about needy veterinary professionals. I mean, that was really, I think, the foundation of the veterinary industry giving tree. Is that right? A hundred percent. I do want to pause that though and say, Dr. Ernie, you are doing huge things because you're overcoming a pandemic. Damn, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pandemic. It is a pandemic. <laughs> you know that I call it a pandemic. I'm hashtagging that. Um, you're overcoming a pandemic to maintain this holiday tradition. And so I absolutely want to, you know, um, put that on highlight for a second to say that you didn't give up. You didn't back out. You you got creative because number one, the idea that these children and seniors who are probably in more need than ever this year would not have gotten what you and I'm definitely going to say Miss Laura oh, bring to this community that like the idea that you wouldn't would devastate really, I, I would imagine hundreds, if not a thousand or more kids and, and seniors. Um, so I want to say you did a big deal because you it, it isn't what you wanted for your 25th, but man, did you actually do something huge. Hey, well, um, we'll let you know after next week. It's December 4th, so we'll be live streaming Calabash Christmas on Facebook. So I check need, it out. <laughs> I'm going to try to be there. Remind me. So um, I, I we should drive the truck down through. I'll decorate. Um, 
okay, so veterinary industry giving trees is exactly it. I just said, you know, I think about even like within clinics, we put up trees with people in need. And, and you know, we were talking about how much pressure there can be around like trying to do the right thing and fit in and, and secret Santa's. And the truth of the matter is, is COVID or no COVID, we have got some really, really, really tough folks in our industry who are battling some really big things with smiles on their faces. Uh, they go in and they take care of people's pets all day, every day in a pandemic, trying to stay safe, dealing with people who are crankier and frustrated more than ever. And then they go home, and they're fighting some pretty big battles on their own. And um, with that premise, we were able to... Um, create a giving tree and people have shown up in a way that I could never have anticipated prior. I just had no idea. And um, people are, are showing gratitude at the opportunity and the place to give, which is, you know, they're saying, thank you for letting me give you money. Um, and, and the people that, that are nominating people they know are doing it with such kindness and, and love in their hearts that I keep saying, I've never felt more like the Grinch. Like I, I definitely, like to be with my dog and and somewhat isolated, <laughs> and my heart is just literally grown fifteen sizes uh, since we started this. Yeah, and, and you touch on something really important there. I mean, I will say this: uh, our veterinary colleagues are the last people to ask for a handout ever. Yeah. They, we will give and give and give. I mean, until there ain't nothing left to give, and then we're just done. And so this was a really nice thing, Becky, because you created a mechanism where. People didn't even have to ask for the handout, but somebody who knew of somebody in a clinic, you know, whose whose spouse was sick from COVID or, or even passed or lost their job or whatever catastrophe might have happened, they could then nominate them. And then, you know, they just sort of, whoop, here you go. You're taken care of. I mean, that is brilliant. Actually, every single thing you just mentioned happened. <laughs> so we have one of those in every scenario. There's job loss. There's death. It's 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 unbelievable. And and that's exactly right. And you know, we we formed this so quickly, and we had so little time um, that you know we absolutely will plan to five hundred one c three this approach the um, our corporates, our, our partners that we know can really start to help um, get us major traction. And continue this on an annual basis because we've seen the need and we've seen the gratitude. And I'm so humbled to be a part of it. Like, I am literally just completely humbled. Well, I'll say it once again. I couldn't be prouder of you, your efforts to help uh, those around you. I mean, you don't have to do this, but you know what? You did it and you're really making a difference. And viewfinders, that's all we ask. That's really all we ask. Honestly, at the end of the day, if people said, well, why do you do this podcast? It is honestly just to try to help people do things. We want positive change. And the only way to start it is to talk about it. And hey, that's what we do every week for 208 episodes, Viewfinders. Thank you so much. What do you think about the Christmas holidays, the holidays in general? What are you doing to find gratitude? What are you doing to express your love and concern for those around you? What are you doing for self-care? And finally, what do you think about this Veterinary Influencer podcast that we had a couple of weeks ago? If you haven't had a chance to check it out, go check it out and let us know. We really want to hear from you. I kind of want to know your favorites from the last four years. I just... We love to hear from you guys and know what you enjoy hearing. What do we need to revisit? What do, What's changed in the last four years? We need to go look back at those first 10 episodes <laughs> and update because we're getting old. Um, you guys come find us on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder, on Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. You can tweet at Dr. Ernie at Vet Viewfinder. And if you have 
the time. We would love it if you came over to Facebook and joined Veterinary Industry Giving Tree and, um, you know, just help shed a little holiday cheer this year. So on behalf of Becky and myself, happy Thanksgiving. We will talk to you next week. Drive safely. Be safe if you're driving or flying or whatever you're doing. Hopefully you're social distancing. Don't do any of those things. But hey, you know, I get it. Please be safe out there. We can't wait to talk to you next week. And we can't wait for the next 208 episodes. Until next time. Bye. 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 That was good. Shoot the shit episode. (laughs) Anything else that we didn't, I think we got it right. I can't.